Welcome, welcome, welcome into the DNVR Broncos podcast on this fabulous Friday. And right before the show, 15 seconds before, Henry said, wait, what are we talking about again? And I said, I don't know. Just kidding. We know what we're talking about. Barely. Broncos did practice today, Henry. And I think we're kind of in that uh, loop. I think we're in the the loop. Uh, of just, we yeah. don't know what day it is, really. Uh, nope. I think it's a Friday. Uh, we don't know, like, what's going on tomorrow, what happened yesterday. We don't know the differences between anything because that's what yep. training camp is about. And now, Henry, you've been in this for 10 days now because the Bronx is at their ninth practice. But there was a day before that, which is when uh, training camp kind of unofficially yep. starts. How are you doing? It's good. Like I'm good. I will say that there's like we go. other outside forces. So, for example, my girlfriend's really excited that Sunday we don't have much to do, and she was like, "Oh yeah, we can go." Like and it's like we're not going outside. <laughs> Number one, we will not be in the sun. Number no, two, no sun. I need a nap. Like okay. so, I'm down for whatever else. <laughs> there's a nap in the middle. I'm not staying up too late. I'm going to. I'm not waking up too early, and we're not going outside. So in one way, you're kind of building this like you're being flexible. But in another way, you're saying we're not going outside and I'm taking a nap. So that pretty much leaves like card games, board games and movies to be watched. I don't really like games. Ah, (laughs) A lot of movies on Sunday. I think we're going to go see that. Nope. Is that a movie? Yeah, Jordan Peele. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Like so you're going to get a little scared. There's a, the movie theater has recliners. Oh, so you're taking your nap in the movie theater. I'm going to try my best not yeah, to. Yeah, don't, don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> I know. That's what it turns into, a great nap. Uh, yeah, it does. I remember you'd expensive always Expensive nap. Yes, a very expensive <laughs> nap, but kind of soothing too. Mm-hmm. But we're not there yet. Not nap time yet. The Broncos practice today, and like you said, Henry, not really. Uh, the Broncos, as we know, Nathaniel Hackett likes to do two days on, one day mm-hmm. off in, and here's the key. Here's the asterisk that yep. I think some media members didn't realize until Hackett explained after practice. It's not necessarily two days on, one day's off, two days on, one day's off. Yep. It's in a three-day period, you got to have one day off. Yep. And, and not truly off, but as a jog through. So yesterday started this three-day period. They went heavy. Today, they went light. Tomorrow, they're going to go heavy. And the reason for that is then Sunday is a day off, yep. and Hackett wants his players taking a big old nap on Sunday, coming off a big practice on Saturday, not just a light little jog through. Yeah, and I mean, it makes sense, mm-hmm. right? Like, all of the things that he says, you're like, yeah, that is responsible. You don't <laughs> want injuries. But when you're staying there on the sideline, it's so disappointing to not yeah. see anybody playing real football. Mm-hmm. Like, that's, you got it. We've been six months without football, you know, and, and seven months without Broncos football. Not to bring up how the last season went. But, yeah, I mean, you, you want to see football while you're out there. Yeah, it's nice to know ahead of time, I guess, what, what you're going to get. But it still is a little bit disappointing because we just want to see Cortland Sutton versus Pat Sertan. Mm-hmm. And, and we want to see these outside linebackers try to work against Calvin Anderson and, and Garrett Bowles and just see what's happening. So it is a little bit disappointing not having that, but... Just be blessed for what we do have. No, (laughs) this is not June. (laughs) It is not June. And Henry, we're eight days away from the first preseason game, which is crazy. Okay, wait. Did you watch the Hall of Fame game actually last night? It was incredible. It was incredible. The only thing, I don't even know who won. I don't even know if he overhit. All I know is that there was a weather delay. 
Yeah, which is actually kind of, it was disappointing when it happened. My plan was okay, get home. I'm gonna have about an hour or so to to write mm-hmm. and get as far as I can. I'm gonna watch the first quarter. I'm gonna kind of slowly work afterward. But no, 40 minutes mm, of delay means I was able to just get all the writing <laughs> done. Didn't miss a snap. Totally tuned in. It was so much fun. Like they had Josh Jacobs out there for no good reason. Yeah, what was that? They're just asking for something bad to happen. <laughs> yes, yes. But like if you're trying to build confidence, you did an incredible job. Like they just hand in the ball. They throw these little screen passes, whatever. He's just breaking every tackle. And it's so going much going up against fun third stringers. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Like guys who are not going to be on the team makes you think, like, why not just give Javante a little mm, bit of run? Yeah, I love it. I hate it. No, don't do that. <laughs> there was a point when I was watching where I was thinking like, okay, you're asking for an injury. At the same time, none of these guys are strong enough to injure Josh Jacobs. Oh, well, that's <laughs> true. Unless they want to be the ones to say, I injured Josh Jacobs in that two months true. when they're an insurance agent. That is true. That is true. Mm-hmm. I don't think they could do it. <laughs> they're just all in their back as soon as they touch him. So who won? Oh, the Raiders beat the hell out of him. That's the other thing. Head. I was talking about on bets. You know, you go into a game like that saying like, not only is this a preseason game, this is the least impactful of any preseason yep. game. So you go into it saying, like, ah, oh, it doesn't really matter. But then you watch, and you're just like, yep. no, actually, the Jaguars <laughs> still suck. They, they, they really do suck. But no Trevor Lawrence, right? No, no Trevor Lawrence. Okay, smart. At no CJ Beathard either. Okay. Beat so, hard. So it was, uh, it was, who, who were the quarterbacks? Kyle Sloter was out yep, there for yep, a minute. Sloter City. Uh, we Did he had... throw a touchdown? He did. I think wow. he threw a late one. So did the over hit? Yeah. Okay. There yep. you go. There yep. you go. And it's one of those where like there's a there's a a return for a touchdown and he hits like the the red zone and the flag thing comes up and you're like, oh no, <laughs> oh no. I think twice there were penalties that either there there was one that knocked him from the twenty out of field goal range. There was another one that Oof. just straight up knocked him out of field goal range. There's a bunch of things that were happening during that game where you're like, this is. This is not going to be an over <laughs> game. But with like three minutes left, they're able to make it happen. Man, that was pretty tight, though. It was. Pretty tight. And speaking of not being tight at all, we are totally off the rails right now. But That's fine. I don't even know if I welcome you to the show. <laughs> exactly. It's Friday, fun day uh, here at DNVR Broncos. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. I'm your host, Zach Stevens, joined by my guy, Henry Chisholm. And Henry... There were maybe one or two things. Well, first, got to tell you about our presenting sponsor, DraftKings Sportsbook, where you can get $1,000 in a risk-free bet by signing up for DraftKings Sportsbook. There you go. You get in, bet $1,000, and if you don't hit it or or anything under that, you get a risk-free bet to get your money back. So check them out over at DraftKings Sportsbook and use that code DNVR. Henry, there may have been one or two things that we were able to learn from today's practice. Let's hit those really quick before we jump into talking about where position battles stand 10 days into camp. Yeah, I mean... What did you take away from today? Damari Mathis. Mm, Damari Mathis. Number 27. I think uh, he might be a guy. Mm. He might be a guy. Again, you don't know exactly how these pieces fit together, but I do think that uh, when you run through like who's on the table to play at cornerback... You know, you got Sertan. Yep. You got Darby. Yep. K1 Williams is going to be the guy, but mm-hmm. you don't really know what's exactly up there. St. Bassey is probably the replacement there. Is Damari Mathis in front of Michael O.J. Mudia? No. Okay. Okay. Close. Okay. But I do think Damari Mathis is the guy in terms of, I think we know the five cornerbacks for the yeah. Broncos. It's obviously the three you mentioned, the three starters. I think Damari Mathis is going to take that slot role. 
from Asang Bassi. He was playing a little inside today. Now, also, we saw Pat Sertan playing inside, so it yep. doesn't necessarily mean that Damari has taken over Asang mm-hmm. as the true nickel. Uh, so we saw a lot of versatility there. But I think the way that Asang Bassi has played and his body is just a little smaller, yep. uh, and he hasn't played for a year. And when he did play in, what was that, 2020, he was good but hasn't played for so long. And the way Damari Mathis is trending up, I think they're going to give him a shot to be the backup nickel cornerback. Mm-hmm. And there's no better time than right now when Kwan Williams is on the bench. And we saw some with Mathis on the outside with Sertan in the slot. Yeah. So you do wonder because, you know, I came into this saying Damari Mathis, he's he's your slot guy. Like you're, maybe not, he's not your slot guy. You're hoping eventually he is yeah. your slot guy. Yeah. I, I think he might be an outside corner. And again, like now, if you're on the field because K1's not on the field, does that mean you slide into the slot potentially? But I think that you know it's the same thing with like Baron Browning, where Baron Browning, yeah, he can play outside linebacker. What or he can play inside linebacker. What is he though? He himself is an outside linebacker. It's just that he can do that as well. So Damari Mathis, I think he is an outside corner, although the path to the field might be through the slot. And I completely agree because then I look at OJ Mudia and I look at Damari Mathis and I say, who's a better slot corner if needed? Yeah, and I think it's probably definitely. Mathis. And then you keep OJ on the outside. And maybe a saying Bassey, maybe they do go six cornerbacks mm-hmm. and a saying makes it because he's more of that true nickel. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Hackett also had very good things to say about Damari Mathis after practicing, how he's still transitioning. Uh, and uh, and and doing a good job, and we're clearly mm-hmm. seeing that he had an incredible. I mean, he was smothering defenders on Tuesday. Had an incredible diving PBU uh, on Tuesday as well. And then yesterday, he has the diving interception, and now we start to see him get some reps with yep. the first team. So I completely agree. I think I think that is a big takeaway there. And the the other big takeaway for me today was was Quinn Miners. We got to talk to him after practice. There was some rotation with him and Natani yep. Muti. So the, the coaches are saying this thing's not over yet. Although this week, Henry, it's very clear that Quinn Miners is in the lead because he has uh, got a lot more reps than Natani. But we're going to dive into that yep. uh, in, in just a second. But Quinn, he's lost 10 pounds. He was playing around 330 last year, which is a big boy. Because he's not that tall either. No, he's really not. I mean, the belly is a pretty fitting nickname. Totally. Yeah, yeah, seriously. It's like it's not like he's short, maybe for his position a little bit, but that three thirty is a big number for somebody like him. Sometimes you see offensive linemen and you're like, they don't look like an offensive lineman at all. Like they don't yeah. look big. They just they, they look like a a big human, but not like a massive mm-hmm. offensive lineman. Quinn looks like a massive offensive lineman. And, and yes. so he's still big. Playing at 320, 315, he mm-hmm. said that's a sweet spot. Mm-hmm. Typically, in this scheme, you really don't see guys over 310. Yeah. It's like 305, 300. You may even see like 295. Quinn is yep. still very big. And I like that because if Quinn were to have tried to adapt to the system by dropping 30 pounds, he just he would have would not have been himself exactly. this year. And maybe this year he plays at 320, keeps a starting job, and just realizes, I just need that much more speed, then drops to 310. I'm okay doing it over a couple of years, but it would have been too much for him, and it would have been way too big of an ask for the coaches to say, okay, you need to drop 30 pounds. Totally. And this kind of reminds me of, I think it was yesterday. yesterday, No, maybe it's two days ago. See, it's all rolling together. Uh, No, they're all the (laughs) same. Well, they're not all the same. There are some pretty bad practices. But uh, (laughs) two days ago, I think it was... 
I saw Mike Purcell standing next to KJ Hamler. There was the height wise, height wise, gotta make that very clear. Okay. Not much of a difference. Like there's a there's In their height, right, right, three, right. Three three inches <laughs> yep. maybe. Yep. But still like you think of Mike Purcell, big old guy. Yep. He's stout. Yeah. That's another guy who's just stout. He's yes, not tall. He is. he is very stout. A little off topic, but No, yeah, I mean and, and then and then for for comparison, you see Draymond Jones and you don't think small guy. No. But he is just I mean, he's all muscle. Yeah. I mean there's there's no yeah. fat there. And that's kind of the comparison of some offensive linemen. But mm-hmm. Quinn Quinn has the belly there and his biggest thing is just going to be, in my opinion, how fast can he run? And so he said that dropping those pounds allows him to get off the mm-hmm. ball quick. He said uh, when he's going to the second level, he thinks he can get to a linebacker nine out of ten times. And he said the one time he doesn't get to a linebacker, he's just going to be able to yank him and, and drag him. Uh, so, I mean, he's very confident in it. And I think the coaches are also confident. And also another layer to this is George Payton. Uh, because George Payton was the guy that drafted him. So there is some uh, some reason for George to also push for Quinn because the guy who he's competing with, and I guess we'll just jump right into uh, position Why battles not? right now and start with this one. The guy he's competing with is Natani Muti. He wasn't picked by this coaching staff. He nope. was not picked by George Payton, but they're, they're giving him a fair, a fair run at this. Yeah, they, they definitely are. They're def- a more than fair run. Um, and that is probably something that stands out. I I don't think there's too much of a push to to put Glasgow in just because he's he's from this this regime. There might be like a, a tiebreaker or something, but I don't think it's a, a a real push. I think that it's important to remember that these guys are the same age. So. Mm. In my head, Moody's been around a lot longer yeah. when really it's just a, a season longer. It does feel a lot longer. He is more of a developmental guy, both both developmental guys, but more so Moody. And I think that Glasgow still is just a little bit more polished. And, and that's what is giving him this edge and why I think he's going to win this job. I also think that... Wait, Glasgow's going to win which job? Oh, no, sorry, not Glasgow. Reisner. Right. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, miners, miners. 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 There we go, miners. I know. I'm so used to so many guys in there. But I, I do think that Moody's still just one more year away okay. from, from really being there. And maybe not even a year. Maybe it's a, a month. Maybe it's two months. Interesting. But I do think that Minerts is still boxing him out of this position. And and the path for Moody long term might be just moving on from Reisner after this year if, if Moody mm-hmm. is in in position to take that job. Yeah, and that that's a that's a really good point, and I think that's where things stand right now. Now, mm-hmm. you talked about one other guy, Glasgow. He is not seemingly in this competition nope. at, at at all, and I, I'm even now finding it difficult to see where he fits in on this team mm-hmm. because he hasn't taken a first team snap at nope. center. Uh, he hasn't taken a first team snap at guard. So I guess his role on this team is backup center. And he has been taking some snaps there with the backups, uh, but he has to compete. I know the Broncos won't save anything moving on from him, but do the Broncos want to go with a guy just so that they don't have $3 million in in dead cap? Mm-hmm. Uh, or do they want to go with a, a, a younger guy who they drafted this year at center? So I really don't think that, uh, that uh, man, there are so many names, that Graham Glasgow is in this competition <laughs> at guard. Yep. I think it's these three. I think all three of them make the roster. And right now, 
there's an odd man out who's still trying to poke his way in, and that is Natani Muti, but he's just mm-hmm. he's not able to fully get that job yet. And we've seen it kind of solidify a little bit this week mm-hmm. where he's still he's poking and getting a little few f- couple reps at left guard, then he's getting some reps at right guard. But for the majority, it's Dalton at left guard and uh Gosh, so many names minors. and minors at right guard. <laughs> totally. And I think the thing that's really hurting Glam Glasgow more than anything, so many names. <laughs> so many is, names, so many G's. Exactly. It's just that you already kind of have Moody. It's you yeah. already have a backup interior lineman. And so if you were to get into a situation where obviously if if touch wood, you lose Reisner, you lose Minerts, it's Moody. It's, it's Moody who subs right in right yeah. there, and then you're off and running. The question right now is what happens if it's Cushionberry? And you have a couple of options. One option is you bump Minerts inside, and you play Moody at guard. And I think that might be the most likely option. The other option, though, is you actually put in a backup center, and that's where it's almost definitely Glasgow, I think. I, yeah. I don't think that we've seen enough from uh, Luke Wattenberg to say that he is he's getting those reps ahead of Glasgow. Like he's probably not. No. And to be honest, like yesterday when they were warming up, they were they they do this drill. Basically, it's the three centers. They snap to the three quarterbacks. The two starting running backs are taking handoffs or pitches or whatever mm-hmm. it is, and then the third quarterback is actually giving it to Nathaniel Hackett. <laughs> We don't need to go down that road. See your third string quarterback. <laughs> I guess. I guess so. But uh, what the, the the two centers getting the work? Lloyd Cushenberry. You've got Graham Glasgow, and then the third. They actually had uh, Casey Tucker Whew. in there giving the snaps. That's diving deep with Wattenberg just like standing there, mm. and it's like they're probably they they actually weren't rotating, which was weird. Because I was standing there watching, like, okay, they're going to rotate, they're right, going to rotate. Right, right. And I think for the most part, it has been Wattenberg doing that drill. But that's just to say that Wattenberg definitely doesn't have, like, the backup center job locked right. up. It, it could be Casey Tucker. And it's probably Graham Glasgow in front of either of them. So in terms of making the roster, that's the, the big decision. Mm. The, this has been a lot of me talking. No, the big decision like is, is it Minerts who moves in and Muti right. who goes to guard? Right. Or is it Glasgow who goes to center? And And... That's the first decision that's made. The second decision is, well, if you run out run out of, you know, the Mooty's already out there, then what do you do? Is it worth keeping Graham Glasgow just to be that second interior lineman to come in? It's going to be Russell Wilson's call. It, they, they, <laughs> they, they should ask yeah. him and say, what do you want? Do you yeah. want the vet? Or are you comfortable with going with the young guy that has some potential to eventually become your center? Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's all going to be up to Russ. I have to imagine if I was Russ, I would say, yeah, I want the experienced veteran to help yep. me out. I don't want to be looking bad. I yep. don't want to have to be doing double the work when I'm at the offensive line making checks. Mm-hmm. So that's a that's a great observation, Henry. Uh, and so that's kind of where things stand inside. And I got to say, man, Muti next to Minerts on the offensive line, that's a ton of power right there. I would Absolutely. love it. Now, they're not running a power scheme, so these guys got to be able to to, yep. uh, to to run and everything. But, man, that's exciting to And think it still about. comes up. Like, like Minert's ability to pull and go hit somebody, like, they're still running counters. Right. Like, and at some point, they probably run a power runner here, power runner two here or there. Got it. Um, I guess the final piece, you know, Wattenberg is going to be 25 before... Mooty or Minerts turns crazy. 24. Because he was in college for six years, right? Yeah. 
Wow. It's like you probably slip him through the practice squad. Yeah. It's whatever. But and, and something that we're probably going to talk about and mention a couple of times in the next few weeks is, guys, every team has one to three players that you say, ah, is he going to be able to slip through the practice squad? Mm-hmm. Yes. Pretty much all the time you're able to get your guys through to the practice Mm -hmm. squad. So even though he was a draft pick, Mm -hmm. uh, he's probably still going to be able to slip through. And and that's honestly probably uh, the route that they're going to go, especially with Graham getting those backup uh, snaps. Okay, let's hit one more on the offensive line. Where does it stand at right tackle right now? Because we've seen one person get all of the snaps at right tackle. That's Calvin Anderson, yet... It still feels like it's a wide open job. It, it, I, yeah, I, I I think there's a twenty percent chance it's Calvin Anderson's, oh, which, which is, is a crazy number considering yeah. he's taking every snap. Yeah. But it's it's Billy Turner to me. Like mm-hmm. I, I think it has to be Billy Turner. Um, and and if it's not Billy Turner, I think there's a good chance Billy Turner winds up with one of the guard jobs. Wow, For which sounds one. crazy. Yeah, but I mean. That's a that's a good football player. So who's who who? Let's say for some reason they fall in love with Calvin Anderson or Tom Compton comes in gets right tackle. Where's Billy playing at guard? Is he left or is he right? Who's he taking? That's a tough question. That's a really tough question. You know, because it, it's always a question of like, can Reisner get beat out? I don't think so. I don't think that he mm. can get beat out by those other two. But I do think that it probably is Reisner if if Billy Turner's coming in. Yeah. I, I agree with that. Uh, yeah. Here's what I'll say, though. I'll say 1% chance of Billy Turner is your starting guard yes. come week one. Yes. Okay, so you got 20% chance to Calvin. How do you split the other 80? Because I'm, I have to imagine yep. between Tom Compton and Billy Turner. I think it's 70 for Billy Turner and 10% for Compton. Oh, okay. So Calvin's yeah. got a better shot than Tom. I think so. Okay, okay. I, I, it's been a minute since Tom Compton has been like an, an actual starter. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's 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 really tough to say, I guess, is the easy answer, especially when you don't get to see him out on the field. Because I'm pretty sure it was two years ago that, that he last started. Last year, he subbed in, like came off the bench and got a handful of starts. Um, right. His days... Of being a, a full-on starter seemed to be well behind him. Yeah, yep. he had seven starts last year, played 17 games, three starts the year before, five for 14, five and 14 before that. Before that, he started all 14 games that he was healthy for Minnesota. Okay. And, and that was at guard, too. And so that's the other piece is what position do they like him at? It's whatever. I, I think that he does have a chance, but I think his real role is probably... It's probably to push... Calvin Anderson for the backup job. I mean, you're you're starting to think about how these backup positions come together. So say it's the five we expect with Minerts and uh, and Billy Turner on the right side of the line. Yep. You've got Mooties absolutely making the roster. Yep. I think Calvin Anderson is 85, 90% chance he's making the roster. Yep. Um, just because you're going to keep at least eight. Yep. And the eighth is Tom Compton probably next up on the list. You yep. like the versatility, that sort of thing. And then the question is, do you keep a ninth? You probably don't keep a tenth, and that's probably Glasgow. And, and maybe Wattenberg can beat him out. So ninth, if 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 uh, Reisner or no, if Glasgow makes it, he's the ninth. I think so. Man, they they may want to do that. And then yeah, you you cut mm-hmm. Wattenberg, put him on the on the practice squad, and then and one of the things that the Broncos mm-hmm. love about 
the two guys they brought in to compete with Calvin Anderson at right tackle is the versatility that you're talking yep. about. Not only the ability to play right tackle, mm-hmm. but both of those guys can and have played guard. If you really need to in a pinch, they could play left tackle, but I think mm-hmm. Calvin Anderson is your swing left tackle. So I'm right there with you, except I'm going over a 50% shot for Calvin Anderson to be the okay. Broncos starting right <sighs> tackle. This is just, with Billy Turner, I mean... I, we gave Nathaniel Hackett the opportunity today to say, yep, Billy's uh, going to be back next week. Mm. Tom's going to be back next week. And he declined. He just said these guys are aiming to be back for week one, and that's the plan right now. It just seems like as close to we get, the closer we get to week one, the less of a done, surefire deal it is for these guys to be back and on the field, even with True. KJ Hamler. Uh, now, I think KJ is way ahead of these guys, uh, but I still think they're going to play it slow with him. So I think Calvin Anderson, I'll give him a 75% chance of being wow, the Broncos okay. starting right tackle. So we're almost flipped there. Then it is Billy Turner, uh, yep. not number two, and then Tom Compton. Billy Turner has had the injury longer, which makes me think he should be back sooner than Tom Compton. <laughs> and then it goes two ways, <laughs> It really does. Or else you're just like, this guy's just going to have this injury yeah. forever. Uh, so so that's where I'm at right now. But we agree on, uh, on the guard spots, and that's the positional breakdown uh, mm-hmm. and where the battles stand on the offensive line. Henry, let's get to some other position battles. But first, I got to tell you about us. I got to tell you about us and what we're doing over at thednvr.com. If you want all the details of what's going on in training camp, there's no better place than one, listening to this podcast or watching us on YouTube, which we're doing. Hit us with a thumbs up if you're watching on YouTube. We'd really appreciate it. And then if you want to read it, well, you go to thednvr.com. I do a practice uh, rundown of everything you need to know from what happened to injuries, who's trending up, who's trending down. I get that done before the pod even mm-hmm. starts, so it's up there. And then Hank does a great job of diving deep into some good storylines, doing a bunch of different things. And he's got pieces for you at night, and you can read those. Those are evergreen. Yep. So it's it's just the best place for content. And also, if you want a 60-second rundown of what's going on from Broncos, make sure to, that you're tuning into our uh, TikTok. YouTube, Instagram, mm-hmm. all of that. Hank and I are popping up left and right there. So go to thednvr.com. You can also get in on our final golf tournament coming up on September 2nd, I believe. So we'd yep. really appreciate it. And when you sign up for an annual membership, you get a free shirt. So thednvr.com. And also DraftKings Sportsbook. Uh, I mentioned I took that uh, the over last night on the uh, Hall of Fame game. I made a little parlay. Oh. So I, t- I took that over last night. I've got the Yankees tonight. Put them together, and it's like four to one odds, something like that. Exactly. Okay. And so uh, I don't know. I'm a big parlay guy. It's probably not the smartest way to bet. Um, It's such a sucker for parlays. It's so fun though. though. It is. Yeah, it's just so much fun because now I get to go into this game tonight and just be like, okay, this is a big one for me. Yeah. And to me, like, yeah, there's there's something to like. Oh, throw three bucks on whatever game. Now I can sit here and watch it and be like, ah, yeah, I've got. You know, it, it gets you tied in a little bit. Yep. When you can have like, okay, today, get, yeah. get, get your yeah. work done by 640 because yeah. you're going to have a big game tonight. Like, guys, that that's fun just to be able to be at that point. Whatever you like to do, whether it's betting straight bets or parlays or, or overs or money lines or spreads or props, there's so many options at DraftKings Sportsbook. So make sure you sign up, especially ahead of football season. Right now, if you uh, if you download the DraftKings Sportsbook app, 
you can get a risk-free bet up to $1,000. So you make your first bet. It can be 10 bucks. It can be 700 bucks. If it hits, you get whatever you get. If you miss, you get whatever you bet back in the form of a free bet. Makes it an awesome way to get started. You know, you can make a mistake. Yeah. Hopefully you don't, but you can make a mistake. <laughs> yeah. uh, use the code DNVR to get this offer, though. Again, only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older. Colorado only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit. Restrictions apply. Uh, risk-free bet paid out in, ter- in the form of non-withdrawable free bet token. Max $1,000. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. You want the good news or the bad news, Henry? Bad news. Bad news first. This does not apply to us. The Aww. good news is it's a Breck Brew Friday yes. for most of the country, most wow. of Broncos country, and most of the world. Not for us because Broncos have one more practice. I guess we could still celebrate. Why just, not? Just be responsible. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, you know, don't go three days in a row, Henry. That That's yes. the advice Nathaniel Hackett's going to give you mm-hmm. when it comes to drinking Breckenridge <laughs> beer, and it's a Breck Brew Friday. Make sure to get in on some delicious Breck Brews. It is a scorcher out today. It's perfect Palisade peach. It is perfect mm-hmm. strawberry sky weather. Get yourself a light beer, or if you're crazy and you want a dark beer, they have that as well. You can get the vanilla porter. But check everything out over at breckbrew.com where you can find their beer locator, which is an awesome way. If you live in Denver and you want to know the closest place to get Breck <laughs> Brew, go there. If you live in Wisconsin and you want to know the closest place, Go to the Breck Brew Locator, and they will mm-hmm. let you know. I guarantee you there's Breck beer pretty darn close to you. So check them out, the official beer of DNVR. All right, honey, let's stay on the offensive side of the ball. Running back, Melvin Gordon or Javante Williams? Who it, is the starter right now? It's Javante. Okay. It's Javante. Okay. You know, I do It sounds think, like you're convincing yourself of that. It's not what I thought a week ago. I'll say a week ago it would have been, yeah, Javante by a mile. Javante is going to be okay. out there starting every game. I still am pretty confident that he's the starter, but for a minute there, I was thinking this is like a 60-40 thing. Yeah. I, I thought that there was a bit of a separation. Now it, it is starting to feel like it is a, you know, 1A, 1B. Yep. Both these guys getting plenty of run. Still confident, though. Still still very confident, honestly, that Javante is that number one guy. I'm right there with you. Yeah. Uh, but it, I'm right there with you in, in every way. A week ago, Javante yes. was the starter every single practice. He was. Pretty much every single period, he was the one coming up first. Then Melvin would come yep. in. Uh, but it's changed. This week, Melvin uh, has earned the respect mm-hmm. to get that starting nod half the time this week. Uh, two, two out of the five days, three out of the five days. I'm not exactly sure because of these jog throughs that they've got going on. So he's making it a competition. And then you're right, Henry. This is not going to be a 70-30 split. This is going to be 54 to 46. And yep. honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if week one, Javante gets two more carries than Melvin. Week two, Melvin gets three more carries than Javante. And this is just going to be a back and forth mm-hmm. thing. But I think for... I do think that this coaching staff is just going to say, Javante, we're going to give you the start uh, this year. What if they just flip it and do every other game? I wouldn't be shocked at that either. But I'm going to say for week one that it still is Javante. And honestly, Henry, who the starter is, is more symbolic yep. than, than really anything else, just because of how we're seeing this thing play out with it being a 50-55% split. I, I agree. I totally agree. Um I will say I still think that the the tides will kind of turn. Ah, it, even that it feels like too strong of a feeling. No, I do think toward Javante. Okay. Where 
toward the end of the season, in the playoffs, this is more of a Javante-led rushing attack. Now, and that might be the difference between 55-45 and 65-35. It's like yeah. the widest. Yeah, that'd still be a bit a big shift. It would be a big shift, though. And and I, I guess a lot of that's going to be dictated by how they play this season. So maybe this is more me thinking that Javante is going to take this step that we all think that he's probably going to take in terms of just being a, a Pro Bowl sort of running back. Um, but going into the season... The fact that it just makes sense to save your best running back's legs for the end of the season, combined with all the other factors, this is going to be pretty close to 50-50, I yeah, think. Yeah, I, I completely agree. Okay, tight end, it's not going to be 50-50 because no. there is not two tight ends. There's like four, <laughs> five tight ends here. Uh, where do things stand? We haven't mentioned Salbert's name in a big way in a couple of days. It doesn't mean that, I mean, he's still, I think on the last competitive practice yesterday, he mm -hmm. still had one or two catches. I mean, he's still doing things. But a week ago, all yeah. we would talk about at tight end was Salbert. Where do things stand? It's so tough to tell. This is probably the toughest to tell of any of them. Um, you know, we've talked about Montrell just being solid, solid, solid. Then he has that really big day. And, and you're just like, okay, that validates everything else that has happened. Mm -hmm. With Salbert, it's, Okay, he did this much. He's had good day, good day, good day. He never really had, I didn't think, just that breakthrough dominant performance. And that makes me think that when he has, you know, was it two catches, three catches mm -hmm. in the last three days, whatever yep. it is, it's he's coming back to earth. He might have needed a little bit more than that. Um, still think he's been the best tight end in camp. But it is yep. being anchored by what happened early on. Yep. You know, Albert O has a couple of catches, and his catches are flashier. So I don't know. I mean, if I had to take a stab at it right now, like, do they just keep five tight ends? Poten I, yeah, potentially. It's so hard to make a case to cut any of these guys. And then maybe what you do is when you sign a player in week four, you decide who you're not using at tight end, and that fifth yep. tight end's the guy you end Probably. up cutting. So you just delay the decision a little bit. But in terms of the starter... Week Ugh. one, man, Greg Dulcich, I think he's just a little bit too far behind the eight ball right now. Just a little bit. But he really, they want him to be that guy. I'll say, I'll say Alberto. Um, we've seen him be the starter. We've seen him make some plays. But, Henry, this is the probably the position battle I'm least comfortable with because it's totally. just, it's that wide open. How do you feel about just like, the the level of play like in t your confidence in the tight end position going into this season um not very good yeah uh, honestly because they, there can be some flashes certainly mm -hmm. from alberto i love him as a receiver i think greg dulcich is going to find a role as a receiver uh but they don't have that ca that complete yeah. tight end um and uh, this is probably when you look at it one of the weakest positions on the broncos team when you compare it to all the other teams in the nfl yeah, I think so too. And I kind of, it's one day by day, my opinion changes just on the tight end position where you could talk yourself into, okay, think of all the fun things you can do where guess what? You're throwing Albert O out there and you're throwing Tomlinson out there. Right. Does that mean you're, you're running the ball? Maybe. Does that mean that you're leaving Tomlinson in the block and Albert O's split out wide, but they're going to choose, they're going to choose how they defend that. You know, it's one of those things where you say, ah, Tim Patrick is, isn't here. Make Albert O just a receiver. That's that's only partially the offense's decision. You know, a lot of that's on the defense where they say, oh, we're throwing a right. cornerback on. We're throwing right. a linebacker on. I mean, you kind of have to treat that how they treat it, mm -hmm. you know, if that makes sense. So 
I don't know. That, that that whole concept is what makes it so hard to say who's going to be the starter week one because yeah. you don't know the big picture game plan where it's like, okay, here's what we think our strength is. We want 60% of the time Albert O out there or 30% of the time we want him out there, 20% of the time we want Tomlinson out there. And all these percentages might add up to 80% of the time you have a tight end out there. They might add up to 170% yeah. and you're averaging like that many tight ends. And then on any given play, like the first play of the game, what, what are they going to do? Who's your starter? I mean, <laughs> I know. I'll just say, give me, give me Dulcich out there in some Dulcich, form. Okay, Dulcich okay. is out there for the first snap of the season. Gosh, I like that. He's just he's uh, the one that they so desperate. I mean, even when Nathaniel Hackett, Dulcich scored a touchdown yesterday. Nathaniel Hackett was asked about. It, and he just lights up. I mean, the first thing he says is he was asked like, "What have you yeah. noticed about Greg Dulcich?" And the first thing he says is. Besides the hair? I mean, he just gets so excited talking about Greg uh, Dulcich. And you know who makes the decision on that? It's Nathaniel Hackett. So uh, there we go. Okay, let's do one more on okay. the offense, then quickly hit the defense. Third wide receiver. Third wide receiver. And obviously this has changed from fourth, yep. fifth, depth wide receiver to who's the third wide receiver right now. Not just right now, but right now with what we know projecting for week one. It's KJ Hamler. I was confident. Yep, it is. And I also agree with that. If everybody's healthy, you've got Sutton, you've got Judy, you've got Hamler, and then that's where the conversation starts. Yep. Now, is everybody going to be healthy? We're going to touch wood. Massive say, question mark. Uh, what you? If I had to put a number on it, I, I would set the line. I would say you've got six games. Six and a half. I'd set it. I'd set the line at five and a half games. You have all three of those guys. Oh man, yeah, that's a pretty good line. Yeah, yeah, and that's yeah. a pretty daunting line. Just how low yeah, it is. It, yeah, and then then you have those decisions, and I don't. That's where I don't even know that it's that matchup based. It's just who you want to give those opportunities to. I think right now, Montreal Washington is the guy you give. He's your number four, yep. and he he's filling in wherever he fills in. Um, but that could change very quickly. I mean, that that could be one of those things where if he doesn't back up the camp with a strong preseason, then then he could be out of that spot before the season even starts. Yeah. But I do think that as of right now, he is in the driver's seat for number four receiver. Yeah, uh, I agree. I completely, okay. I completely agree. Then I think Kendall Hinton falls in at yep. number five. Uh, and yep. but uh, I certainly think that there's no doubt it's KJ Hamler at number three. And it was actually going to be an interesting conversation if there's four receivers on the field at one point this season with Tim Patrick, or yep. if there's three receivers, who's on the field? And that's probably very situational. Yeah. But now it's not really. If KJ Hamler's healthy. It's going to be those three. Okay, let's do something different when we flip over to the defensive side. Okay. Yeah, here. Can you throw a one-minute timer on <laughs> for us? And we're going to have one minute to talk about every position okay. battle. And when he's pulling that timer up, let's talk about just what positions are there that are open. So what position battles are there? Outside linebacker yep. is a mess. Yep. Um, <laughs> yep. Inside linebacker. Doesn't sound like we're going to get it done in 60 seconds. Inside linebacker, we call him that battle? Yes. Let's. That's a 15 second timer, though. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Let, let's talk about okay, it. Okay. Yep. Uh, is there anything on the defensive line? Now, the defensive line is the... just so <sighs> fluid. Mm -hmm. Yeah, let's do defensive line. Yeah, and that's going to be a fun uh, one. There's no starting positions open at safety or corner. There are not. Okay. 
And we talked about corner already when we talked yep. about Damari Mathis. Okay. Yep. Um, okay, let's do those three. You hear? Defensive We're, line, Henry. Okay. So defensive line, you've got DJ Jones, you got Draymond Jones. Those are those, that's your big done, two, boom. big two. Yep. How you use them? There's a question mark. Draymond's a pass rusher. You're using him on third downs. DJ Jones, you're making your pick. If you're saving him for third downs, I think Mike Purcell's out there on first down. Okay. Um, I I agree too. I yep. think that's the starting line. Mike Purcell, DJ Jones, boy, two big boys next yeah. to each other, and Draymond Jones. If you want to go with not as big. It's Draymond Jones, DJ Jones mm-hmm. in the center, and then who's on the right side? I think Deshaun Williams. I think it is Deshaun. He's Williams. your answer to any question right now. Yep, yep, I completely yep. agree, and I think he can. He's enough where he can do it all that the Broncos will feel comfortable with him. Any, I think he's going to get worked in yep. throughout the season. But I think if you want to go big, it's Purcell. If you want to go small, it's Deshaun Williams. And look at that, we got a John yes. Elway seven seconds left on the clock. Easy, we did it. Easy, okay. Um, oh, oh wow! Ooh, I thought we, we avoided the, I know, that. Right? We from, don't deserve from that. Beating it. Here's like, no, no. You guys are getting punished with this. Whole volume. Okay, this one I don't think we're gonna be able to get through in a minute. But when the timer goes off, we gotta say who yep. the two starting outside linebackers are. Week yep. one, Henry, go. Oh boy! No, I mean, we don't have time to waste. Uh, Randy Gregory, Randy Gregory's <laughs> out there. You got Bradley Chubb. Those that obviously where the conversation starts from there. I mean, I think next up after that, it's a tough competition between Malik Reed and Baron Browning. Um, I think that we're maybe discounting Nick Benito on early downs. Okay. I think that that might be where he kind of falls in line. Early downs. I'll throw it back to you there. Okay, I like Baron Browning to to be the guy okay. outside or opposite of Bradley Chubb here, and that is including Randy Gregory in this <sighs> conversation. Like we said earlier, just the closer we get to week one, the more uncertainty these injuries seem True. to come from the Broncos. So I'm not counting on Randy Gregory. I think it's going to be Bradley Chubb mm-hmm. on the outside and Baron Browning, who has had a terrific second week of training camp here and the bend is what we hear from nathaniel hackett i've also heard it behind the scenes they love the bend of baron browning when i think of bend i think of von miller i'm not saying baron browning's von miller but that's the specialty specialness that they're seeing from him give me there it is (laughs) give me uh bradley chubb and randy gregory to start okay i'm with you like optimistic you you get scared at this point but it's gonna take another couple weeks before i say he's not ready yeah okay i i agree there um do we need 15 seconds for this next one, you said? Let's give it 25. 25 seconds on the clock, you hear? <laughs> uh, as he's dialing that up at inside linebacker. Jonas Griffith. I mean, it's Josie Jewell. Jonas Griffith is your number two. He might be your number one by the end of the year. Ah, man, I love that. And that's what the Broncos hope from Jonas Griffith. However, did see some Alex Singleton getting some play there today. So maybe they're trying to keep us on our toes. But no, in the end, you look at Jonas Griffith. He looks like Randy Gregory's Mm -hmm. size. He flies around, and he's also making the right plays in the run and the pass game. He just needs to get his hands a little better on that (laughs) interception yesterday. (laughs) And if you want to read the the story about that, check out Hank's piece yesterday. Yes. DDNVR.com. He would have sent the ball to his mom. Oh, <laughs> man. That's even more heartbreaking. I know. Oh, no. <laughs> okay, I think we hit all the position battles yep. where they stand now. Of course, we still have one more week of camp left. I believe five more practices. Punter. Punter. I had forgotten about punter. You know what? Let's pull up that timer one more time here. 
Let's go. Punter. Every passing day, Sam Martin seems less likely in my mind. And that's that's more of like a, a reflection of where I started, okay. which is Sam Martin will be the punter. Corliss Waitman, though. And I have issues with that name. Sometimes it's like yeah, Warless Caitlin Corliss Waitman, <laughs> Waitman Corliss. Like, yeah, but I... There are so many factors. He's got probably the bigger leg. Mm-hmm. I, I think I'm willing to say He's that. Booming up. Yep. There's there's some misses in there as well that are concerning. Sam Martin, in terms of placing the ball, I think is better. Um, but you do at least have that strength to bank on, and you save a couple million bucks if you make the change. I still think it's Sam Martin, but I'm getting closer to 50-50. Yeah, give me the young guy. Uh, Because of not really anything that's happening on the football field, I've seen enough from Corliss where I feel comfortable with him. And you get to save, uh, let's see, $2.2 million against the cap if you move on from Sam Martin. You have to throw in that you keep Corliss Waitman. For $800,000 or something. So you're saving a mil and a half. Yeah, and probably even a little bit more. I think I think that's the way they go. Uh, but I, next week, I'm probably agreeing with you, if I'm being honest. There we go. There we go. Okay, I love it. We even got punter talking in the second segment. And before we talk to the people, got to tell you about our great friends over at Green Mountain Dental, where they will give you a free Sonicare toothbrush by scheduling a cleaning, x-ray, and exam. Henry, everyone's going to go to the dentist twice a year, so you mm-hmm. might as well go somewhere that not only is going to give you a free Sonicare toothbrush, but go somewhere that's going to treat you like family. They're part of our DNVR family. They're great people, and when you go there, they're going to be able to talk Colorado sports with you. They're going to be able to talk about DNVR. They, it's going to be a comfortable family environment, so check them out over at Green Mountain Dental. All right, let's hop into the comment section and the website, but first, do we have any super chats you hear? We got one. All right. What's it say? Who's it's it from? $1.99 from Zachary Freeman. Let's go. Love it, Zach. When do the Denver Broncos and the Dallas uh, Cowboys practice together? Very good question. So That's this an is, easy one. This is, yes, it is an easy <laughs> one. Henry, I'll let you answer. Thursday. Thursday. Typically, <laughs> these practices, they do two of them. Mm-hmm. This year, they're just doing one practice with the Cowboys. Yep. It's in Denver. I believe there's no tickets that you have to get in order to go there. So just show up. It's the last training camp practice as well. Then the Broncos have Friday off, and then they have their first preseason game against Dallas here. Real quick, what battle are you most excited for? Oh, just man. One. Uh, CD and Pat Sertan. Mm, that's a good one. I'm thinking it's uh, Micah Parsons and the tackles. Mm. I want to see Bowles, but I also want to see Calvin Anderson. I don't want to see that one because you I, just got you got to know it's gonna be bad. You gotta you just gotta know how far off he is. Uh yeah, man. There's gonna be some good one. We're gonna have a, a fun time. So oh, on yeah. Wednesday, I believe the Broncos do a heavy-ish practice on Monday, then yep. a really heavy practice on Tuesday, yep. then a big not a day off, but a jog through on Wednesday. So Wednesday, yep. we're gonna be previewing the Cowboys. Yep. That's gonna be a fun one. Looking at those battles because there are, there are some good ones. Man, I want to talk about it I now, know, but, I know. <laughs> but we can't because we've got over 10 questions from listeners over at thednvr.com, and let's hop in right away. First one coming in from our friend Big Hank Stan. Let's he go. says, it's picking nits Friday, and here's my preen from yesterday's <laughs> pod. How was Darius's last name an old spelling as you deemed it was when it's literally <laughs> the way you spelled the word shepherd? You know, the one who tends to a flock? It's the least odd way to spell that name. I'm confused. I guess it's it's not the most common way now. 
Yeah, which I I totally agree. But now I'm not sure, and I'm trying to figure out how to Google that. Yeah, I don't know how you would Google that either. It's better in question form <laughs> yeah. spoken. Uh, but I, I give you credit, Big Hang Stan. Almost called you by another name there. Uh, but uh, I I think uh, I think it's a very good point. It, it shouldn't it be is. the old, or it should be the old way of spelling it. Just maybe not the most popular now. Yes. Uh, he goes on and says, on that note, if you could roam the earth and tend to a plethora of animals carrying perhaps a lute and wow. book of poetry, on what lands would you want to meander? Oh, I thought it was going to be what animal? Oh, oh wow. what lands you want to meander? And no, you don't have a phone, RK. Love, Hank Stan. Oh, so, okay, I'm going to start here. It's not going to be Colorado. Too hot. It is too hot right now, and I'm upset. <laughs> um, San Boy, Diego. You're going to be really too hot in Colorado. It's cooler there. It's but coastal. you're going to San yes. Diego? Yes. Oh, okay. And you get the winter as well. That's uh, nice. Okay. Well, I'm, I'm roaming San Diego with my flock. Um, no. I like that. No. Um, I'm going somewhere at the beach as well. Um, I'm going somewhere tropical Ooh. as well. So what would that be? Um, yeah, Hawaii. Here, you, you seem, yeah, it could be Hawaii. It's, I mean, that, it's kind of simple, but yeah. Maybe. No, anywhere. Oh, okay. Wow. There we go. There we wow. go. That's it. That is it. Hank Stan also goes on and says, Also, why the crap did the trash pirates give Jacobs five totes in a meaningless game? Was he being punished? <laughs> Laughable. I mean, so that's the only thing I knew about this game was that Josh Jacobs was playing while everyone else was not playing. It That does feel like a punishment. That was my first thought too, but then I looked at what happened, and it's like, well... He must have been having the time of his life out there. <laughs> like that that looks incredible. Yeah. Like like imagine imagine if you could just take Josh Jacobs' body for you know, one night. What would you want to do? Play football against some like all right but not good football player. Just like bang. That must be the most fun he's had playing football in a long time. One night you get Josh Jacobs' body and you're playing football on a high school stadium in Canton, Ohio against yeah. a bunch of third stringers. I'm taking on the Jaguars' third string team. <laughs> wow. that, that's the dream. <laughs> wow, that is Hank's dream right there. Wow. Interesting. Five Interesting, catches Hank. for 30 yards, or five <laughs> carries, but also the two catches. Mm, Those little screens. Seven touches in yeah. a quarter, or was he playing? He didn't play past the first. Okay. All, all in one quarter. Wow. Yeah. Good for Josh. Yeah. Running him to the ground in preseason. Howie Boot My Booner coming in and says, <laughs> Hi, fellas. I'm a descendant from a long, strong line of booners. I was the first booner <laughs> to go to a university where a friend borrowed my sloppy... Uh, Jalopy car, <laughs> which got stolen overnight while we were partying. Okay, I have no idea if this is a comedy <laughs> skit know. here or if this is real. He says, did not notice until the next day when trying to go on a McDonald's run. Reported it to the police who said, you'll probably never see it again. Mm -hmm. But as fate would have it, me being a poor broke student, we found it a mile down the road. It had run out of gas. The thieves just left it on the side of the road undamaged anyhow. Howie boot my boomer out. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and actually, we, since my car was stolen twice, we had talked to the police many times about mm -hmm. this. And yeah, they, they said typically they'll just drive it and do whatever in it until the gas runs out. That's a weird so, line to draw. Yeah, yeah, they're just, they, yeah, to steal like <laughs> thousands of dollar item to then just use $40 of gas. True. It makes sense. If you're stealing a car, it's because you don't have money. I guess. But you don't have money for gas. But like, you don't have 
40 bucks so you don't have to go steal another car? <laughs> That's exactly. Like you could, I mean, that'll get you through. Even if you're driving it a lot, that'll get you at least a few days before you have to steal right. another car. Exactly, exactly. I guess there's cameras at gas stations. Maybe that's a, a holdup. Mm, potentially, yeah. You I think don't those know. cameras are like tapping it. The police are tapping into them and looking for stolen no, cars, though. I don't. Yeah, probably not. I don't. <laughs> Next one coming in. That, that was a fun one. Next one coming in from Nash Bronco. It says, my dudes, TGIF. Let me be clear about my Titans comment. I was born and raised as a Broncos fan and will be a diehard as long as I live. I was really just looking for a good local source of info on how the team is shaping up. The main point of my comment was to hype up DNVR, not reveal my secret love for another team. The truth is I don't really watch other sports besides professional fishing. So having another wow. team to root for is fun. However, when my Broncos come to town, I want them to demolish the Titans. Go Broncos, go DNVR, go Hank, go RK, go Zach, go Kale. And today... Go, yeah, here. Uh, so, <laughs> Na Nash Bronco, I was actually thinking about your your comment this morning and the mm -hmm. way I reacted to it. Uh, I think actually it's awesome to adopt a team where you move to, yeah. Unless it's like within your division, and then obviously, then it's probably just extra fun, yep. yeah, to 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 play it up. So, I actually think it's really cool that you're adopting the Titans as long as you keep the diehard with that first team. Mm -hmm. And when those two teams play, it's like, no, 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 no. Yep. I want my diehard team to win. Also, do you think, like, there's got to be a, a podcast on professional fishing. But what is the analysis like? I have it's no like, problem. oh, he's changing out the bait. <laughs> I, I can't, I have no idea. I, I don't I'm even not, know. I'm not a fisher. I know a lot of people are fishers. So I can't even think, like, the joys of fishing, no. let alone the joys of listening to a podcast about fishing. I know. <laughs> it's all about the rod. rod. Oh, I've heard that before. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Broncos only comes in and says, yesterday the topic came up about Draymond Jones being reluctant to talk to the media. Last year during week three, I saw him interviewed by Channel 9 by some local hack. The interviewer <laughs> warned him with, or warmed him up with a bunch of compliments and then suddenly clobbered him with Vic Fangio says you're doing great but you need to improve some areas of your game what do you think these areas are Draymond looked like a deer caught in car headlights and stammered don't know it was clear he was hearing it first in this mm. interview yikes unnamed interviewer and yikes Vic I actually don't think yikes to the unnamed interviewer mm. I think in fact if you're going to ask a, a tough question like that and and honestly I think that's more yikes on Vic and yikes on people not informing Draymond uh, about what was going to come in that interview. Uh, but if I'm going to ask a, a heavy hitter, I probably want to warm him up a little bit with some yeah. easy questions, some yeah. compliments, and then throw that in. But then on the other hand, Henry, if it's just all the easy, fun questions, especially when things aren't going right, and this was week three, so I guess things were going mm -hmm. right, uh, it, it just doesn't seem right you know when the broncos are losing and losing and losing and if all we were to do was talk about the good and the good yep. you guys probably would tune out and, and wouldn't want to listen so i i do appreciate uh some tougher questions but for him to be completely caught off guard uh is pretty wild i'll throw in there you know if you're the phrasing of the question like vic says yeah. you need to do things better right. what things do you think Vic thinks you need to do better? Like that's a better question question for Vic Fangio and phrase like that. Yeah, you know? yeah. You could definitely. still ask him, "What definitely. do you think you need to do better?" Mm -hmm. Or what do you think of Vic saying you need to be better? But I'll, I will say there's a little bit of a little, little disconnect in terms of like the here's what's up, 
the, then the question. Fair. Yeah, yeah. That, that, that's totally fair. Our Vada Luke says, fellas, to clarify my vibes comment, read Montreal, Washington, Antonio. We have a lot of clarifying a on lot this of, spot. Yeah, a lot of uh, he says, I was only referring to the athletic side of things between Montreal, Washington, and Antonio Brown. A good reminder to all the importance of taking care of our mental health. Completely agree. Yes. Related to my ownership comments, could you imagine if the Kanye AB group had managed to buy the Broncos? I feel like the vibes would be very different. <laughs> I agree. Speaking oh. of alternate timelines, I imagine a future in which Rob Walton gets the bug for Colorado dubs and cuts Mont for a check for the Rockies. I then imagine the Broncos playing a couple seasons in Coors Field while Mile High gets updated or whatever and bought in brought into the future. Uh, maybe and maybe a louder trade deadline for the Rockies. Cheers, Arvada Luke. Wouldn't that be something? Yep. That if anybody wanted to buy the Bronco or the Rockies, it'd be incredible. Yep. I actually just last night was looking at Rockies season ticket prices because I had the thought because I was so frustrated. You know, if the Rockies were any better, I would consider buying season tickets. And I was like, yeah, you can get decent tickets for pretty cheap, especially when you consider you like sell at least half yep. of them anyway. Yep. But yeah, there's no way I'm doing anything like that because were they reasonably priced? They were. Oh. They were really reasonably priced, especially when you consider there's so many. Right. Yeah, so you're really selling true. them all anyway. That is true. It does, and then you also consider come August, and no one wants to buy your tickets from you. But maybe that's different. It could be. Yeah, so it's an investment. It's a, <laughs> yeah. it's a little gamble. Yep. Yep. And Hank, we know you're a little gambler. I am a big gambler. <laughs> I will say the Av season tickets paid off nicely this year. Oh yes, they yes, did. Yes, they that did. Was a great <laughs> call. Rockies next year. Is that what you're nope. saying? No, nope, absolutely not. Okay, Never, okay, don't no. ever, anybody spin that into that. No, no, no. <laughs> Mile High Buckeye says, my guys, happy Friday, gents. Yes. I have been commenting lately, but have, or I haven't been commenting lately, but I've been listening to the pod every day. RK mentioning Dirty Mike and the boys from the other guys <laughs> yesterday. Legit made me probably laugh out loud at my desk. Probably one of the most underrated comedies in my opinion. Great movie. Never heard of it. If you watch a movie, make it the other guy. It's it's Will Ferrell, but but like at his very best. Okay. And Mark okay, Wahlberg. Okay. They're hilarious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just a nice buddy cop movie. Best it's been made in a long time. Wow. Yeah. Okay, I'll put yeah. that on the list. He says, this week has been a big one. My wife and I just closed on our first house, and I just found out that I'm going to be a dad. Wow. wow. Congratulations to both of those. Our house is close to I-70 in Ohio, and Google Maps says all I need to do is drive straight for 18 hours to reach the DNVR bar, <laughs> LOL. I'd really like to make a Denver trip this year and visit the bar again this fall because it sounds like it may be my last chance for a few years. That's for sure. Yes. Question for you guys. Who has been your biggest dark horse at training camp so far? Surprise breakout. That's a tough one. So, I mean, because there's two factors, right? There's yeah. like the who has had the best camp and also who did you expect? So like Pat Sertan, no. We had high right. standards. Right. He's exceeded them, but right. no. So between for me, it's between Montrell Washington and Eric Saubert. Mm. And I think Montrell, he's up above Eric Saubert, but he also maybe started lower it's tough comparing a rookie yeah. with a, a 28 year old tight end it is true that and i mean it probably boils down to those two guys i'm gonna go montrell because my expectations for yeah. him were seriously just be a returner yeah he has not done one thing in camp as a returner that's made me say yeah this guy's yep. the truth he's done a lot of things as a receiver that it made me say that. So great question. He goes on and says, keep doing what you guys are doing, fellas. Discovering the pod last year changed my days at work and added hype to football season. Much love as always and long live DNVR. Cheers. Mile High Buckeye, thank you so much. That means mm -hmm. a lot. And Henry, we have, since I've been doing this pod, which has been a while, never covered a winning team. 
I can't yeah. wait for how fun this pod is going to be when we're covering a winning team. I know. It's going to be so fun. Big Tony says, my boys, yesterday you guessed the letters T, N, and I. Choose one letter today. RK was close with one of his guesses yesterday. So it looks like we got an N, and that was it. So it's blank, O-R-N, blank, O, blank, E, second word, blank, O-A-R, blank, S. We're close, man. I think I might know what it is. You know what it is? Let's say guess. Take a guess. I think it's uh, cornhole boards. Ah. Uh, <laughs> this makes me think this is what the gift he's might be. Sending. Oh, oh, man. Big Tony. Oh. I, th- I think you nailed it. So then, if we're guessing, well, he guessed it. So I think well, so. I guess, I guess we'll go with the C if it's not actually cornhole. Yeah, yeah. yeah boards okay love it great great job there oh, thanks I'm he playing says a lot of wordle. <laughs> it's paying off yeah he says my question for today is zach rk and mace have previously told us what their journeys were that led them to the positions they're in with dnvr today i'm curious what henry's journey was that's all for today big tony out okay hit the cliffs notes yep. i'm from montana okay up in the northwest corner went to missoula montana for school university of montana okay uh economics major then it's like a super short program there. Okay. So it's like, yeah, you could add a couple minors. You could add a major, tried political science, hated it. Uh, and then got a journalism major and it was a lot of fun. Did a bunch of writing and stuff before. So during, during my junior year, no, it would have been during my sophomore year. I started writing for DNVR, just like the little things. Yep. Like, uh, I think the first story was like Billy wing got promoted from the practice squad or <laughs> big, something big like hitter. that. Yeah. Um, after my sophomore year of college, I came down here for a few weeks. I was coaching a lacrosse team. So I was like, there was a tournament in like Utah. So I just mm. drove over here. Was a lot of driving. And then before my senior year, I interned, like a real internship. Yeah. Um, for and a summer. Yes. Then when I graduated in 2019, I started covering the buffs for three years. Yeah. And now you're here. And now I'm here. <laughs> yeah. So there we go. I am so uh, sick of that song. Uh, you're so, I don't <laughs> think I could ever get sick of it. <laughs> uh, I'm so sick of that song. Uh, Drew Peacock. Thanks for uh, sharing your story. Hey? Yes. Drew Peacock says, hey, fellas, what do you think the Broncos package for third and long is going to look like this season? Do you think training camp has changed your prediction? <sighs> and does it differ from what your ideal package would be? It's going to look fun. I'll definitely say that. I do think that they are they're not holding back. You know, it, if if they were trying to rush the passer, they're not afraid to let anybody know it. They'll throw their pass rushes out there because they got a bunch of them. Um, in terms of who the people are, I think that's still a competition. And part of it's going to be who's fresh, which means, like, who is out there for first and second down. Um, and I think there's some rotation based off of that and obviously thinking about who you want out there for third down. Um, but it's going to be Bradley Chubb. It's going to be Randy Gregory. And the rest of those guys, you know, I think – Draymond's probably out there just because you want somebody on the inside, but Benito, Cooper, Reed, uh, Browning, all those guys are just kind of competing for those jobs. I love this because I took this as who's out there for the offense on third and long. You took oh. it as who's out there for the defense on third and long. Went back and reread it because I'm like, what is he talking oh. about? And yeah, you could have taken it either yeah. way you wanted. So I like that. I think uh, I'll take it for the yeah, offensive side. You answer for the defense. I'll say for offense, uh, it's obviously going to be Jerry Judy. It's going to be Cortland Sutton. Yep. It's going to be KJ Hamler if healthy. I don't think they go five wide. Uh, I think what they do is have a running back yep. in a lot. We haven't seen a lot of five wide, completely empty mm-hmm. sets. I think they're going to have either Javante or Melvin yep. back there. And then... Uh, 
it's going to be either Dulcich or Alberto, depending on what point of the season it is. It's going to be Dulcich later in the season, Alberto okay. probably earlier in the season. So there we go. I like that we took that different directions. And final comment, comment coming in from Talking Schmidt says, Good afternoon, gentlemen. Another day closer to the beautiful NFL season. I have my yes. fantasy football draft coming up soon and had a curious question for you on for my PPR league. What would you draft? Or would you draft Sutton or Judy first? I heard the stat prediction on the pod yesterday, and it made me think of fantasy football. Also, are you guys going to preview the Cowboys training camp practice? Planning to go to planning to go with it with a buddy and wanted to show him the podcast to exactly what to expect. Let's ride with about 1,700 exclamation marks. <laughs> we love it, Talking Schmidt. Uh, yes, we are doing the training camp uh, preview yep. with that. We'll be doing that pod next Wednesday at 3 p.m. live on YouTube. Hit us with a thumbs up if you're tuning in. Really appreciate it. Uh, and then Henry, uh, his question, Judy or Sutton first in PPR? That's a big question. You know, mm-hmm. I, I think if I I think Sutton probably finishes with, a, with more yards okay. and probably more touchdowns. Okay. I think Judy probably has more catches, so PPR, that alone might balance it out. Right. But I think either way, I still take Judy just because of the upside. Yep. Me too. And that's exactly, I I think I would have said the exact same thing. Maybe, uh, yeah, Corton's probably going to have more touchdown i don't know a little conflict yeah. on that but uh but I, I like judy just because of uh the the catches i think he ends up with more and i think that ends up helping you out uh and i think that'll do it for today yeah here thank you so much for producing mm-hmm. henry you're killing the grind thank you so much for being on with me we'll be back tomorrow with you on a special saturday episode because the broncos are practicing that means we're doing a pod i won't be there so they will be doing a pod tomorrow's my old day ryan got his old day today but thank you guys all so much for rolling with us we really appreciate it have a fabulous friday and enjoy the weekend we'll talk to you tomorrow